Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for April 24th, 2019. This past Sunday was Resurrection Sunday or Easter Sunday morning. So all week I've been teaching messages about the importance of the cross. And today's message is going to flow in that same vein. I'm calling this what Jesus did for you on the cross. Now, a lot of my messages are motivational, inspirational, and some of them are instructional, and some of them are both, right? So today's message is really kind of designed to be instructional. I want to teach. I want to make an impartation. I want to share some scriptures with you. I want I want you to go back. If you get the email, right? Go, go back and look at the notes. Look at the email. All the scriptures are there. I want you to really get this down in your heart so that you can live free from sin and death, and so that you can be the man, the woman that God has called you to be. So what Jesus did for you on the cross, what does this, what does the cross mean to you today? I mean, that was, you're like, Rick, that was 2000 years ago. Easter was on Sunday. That was cool and everything, but it's, it's Wednesday morning. I'm busy. I got a lot of things on my calendar. Uh, and you know, I got a lot of things going on in my life. What does this mean to me? This whole cross thing, this whole cross business. Well, I believe it means a lot. And so let's deal with that on today. I'm going to answer that question by giving you, by making three points. And uh, let me deal with those three things. I want you to open up your heart now to receive what God is saying. You ready? Three things. Number one, the law made you wrong. I want you to just understand what I'm saying. The law of Moses or the Ten Commandments, it made you wrong. I'm going to share three scriptures with you and then we'll talk about them. First Corinthians 15 and 56 says, for sin is the sting that results in death and the law gives sin its power. Think about that. Sin leads to death and the law gives sin its power. James 2 and 10 says, for the person who keeps all of the laws except one is as guilty as the person who has broken all of God's laws. If you try to keep the law and you're like, oh, I kept most of them, but I broke one, you're as guilty as the person who broke them all. Romans 3 and 20 the Bible says, for no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. No one. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. So yes, the law made you wrong. The Ten Commandments made you wrong. Without the law, we didn't have any rules to break. So prior to the law, people didn't really break the law or break, they, they were not sinning the way that we classify sin today because they didn't have any rules to break. This is why the Bible says that the law gives sin its power. Rules can't make you right. Rules can only show you when you are wrong. The Bible clearly states that the law shows us how sinful we are. And then James said, I like what James said. He said, listen, especially with, I, I was raised in a church where predominantly people just, you know, is really performance-based and predominantly people strive to do right. And, and, and people just think of themselves as like, well, I'm generally a good person. And so I, I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. I'm mostly good. And, 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 and there's a danger in thinking that, you know what that's called? That's called self-righteousness. And, and, and you can't be self-righteous. I mean, there, there's nothing you can do to make yourself right. And so don't fool yourself into thinking that you're mostly good and that that's going to be okay. James made it clear that if you keep 99% of the laws, like, you know, 99%, but you break just one of them, if you just break one of the laws, then you're as guilty as the person who broke them all. 
See, the rules came from God and they are holy. They are so holy. There's nothing wrong with the Ten Commandments. There's nothing wrong with the rules. They're so holy. They're so right that none of us could ever keep them, which, which means that we're all wrong because of them. Jesus was the only perfect human and he was the only one to comply with them all. And what he did, he did for us, which leads me to number two. And then really the third point is going to liberate us. But so the law made us wrong, right? That's dealing with sin. And now let me talk about death as well. Number two, breaking the law led to the fear of death. Now, because you sinned, you were afraid of dying because you're like, man, I don't want to go to hell because you sinned. You were afraid of standing before God on the day of judgment. And this is strange because the Bible says in 1 John 4, uh, 16 and 17, that we ought to stand before God on the day of judgment with boldness, with confidence. Because as Jesus says, so are we in this world. But the way I was raised, on performance-based, self-righteousness, no, we were afraid of the, the day of judgment. Whenever somebody would say the day of judgment, internally you'd be like, ooh, you know, I don't want to stand before God on the day of judgment because I know I'm not good enough. And, and, and because of that, we were afraid of dying because dying would mean that I, you know, I could possibly go to hell. So the Bible says, Hebrews 2, 14 and 15, because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the son, Jesus, also came flesh and blood. Oh, he became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had, past tense, had the power of death. Only in this way could he, Jesus, set us free and set free the people who have lived all their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. There, another translation says, all their lives they have been subject to the bondage of the fear of death. There are people that are living under the bondage of the fear of death. They are slaves to the fear of dying. Jesus came as a human, the text says, and he lived as a human and he died as a human. And he did this to set humanity free from the power of death, sin and death. So prior to Jesus's death and burial and resurrection, Satan had, past tense, the power of death. And people all over the planet, Christians and non-believers alike, lived their lives under the bondage of the fear of death. And unfortunately, some people still do today. People say, oh, I'm afraid of flying. No, you're not afraid of flying. You're afraid of dying. <laughs> and so the issue is you, you are not experiencing the life that, that God wants you to live because you're afraid of dying. Jesus conquered death and he delivered us from the fear and the bondage of it. He did it once and for all. You have you should have no fear of death because if you're in Christ, you're dead in Christ and you've done all the dying you are going to do. You can either be born twice and you die once. And that's all the dying you're going to do. Or if you're not born again, you've only been born once and you're going to die twice. <laughs> you're going to die now physically and then you're going to die an eternal death. And so, so I would rather be born twice and die once than be born once and die twice except you receive Jesus as Lord. You cannot be born again. But once you're born again, that's it. It's a different story. Death has no power over you. Number three, and finally, Jesus freed us from the bondage of the law. So I'm telling you about the law. I'm telling you about sin and death. Now I'm telling you that Jesus made us free. So in Galatians chapter three, verses 19 through 22, and Galatians is a great letter where Paul really, really talks about the law versus grace. You should read the whole letter. But anyway, let me tell you what, what these four verses say. Paul said, why then was the law given, right? Because we're talking about the law, we're talking about grace. He says, why then was the law given? It was given alongside the promise to show people their sins, but the law was designed, watch this, listen to what the Bible says. The law was designed to last only 
until the coming of the child who was promised. God gave his law through angels to Moses, who was the mediator between God and people. Now, a mediator is helpful if more than one party must reach an agreement. But God, who is one, did not use a mediator when he gave his promise to Abraham. Is there a conflict then between God's law and God's promises? Paul says, absolutely not. If the law could give us new life, we could be made right with God by obeying it. If the law could, could make us right, then we would be fine by obeying it. But the scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin, all of us prisoners of sin. So we receive God's promise of freedom only by believing in Jesus Christ. He was saying, listen, the law is not the answer. Because of the law, we are all prisoners of sin and we receive God's promise of freedom only, only. There's only one way to go to heaven. Listen, I'm, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I don't make this stuff up. This is the Bible and I have to preach what the Bible says. There's only one way that people can be made free and that is by believing in Jesus Christ and making Jesus their Lord. So as I close, let me tell you the purpose of the law was to show you that you cannot rely on your own ability. It was to show you that you're not good enough. It was to show you that you need a savior. That savior came. His name is Jesus. He saved you from both sin and death, but you have to accept him. Jesus fulfilled the law for you because you cannot fulfill the law. We, You and I, we're not good enough, but Jesus was good enough for us. Now, once you're in Christ and Christ is in you, when the father looks at you, when Satan looks at you, he sees sin. When the father looks at you, he sees his son. Glory to God. So he sees you. He, When he looks at you, if you're born again, he sees you as Jesus. Everything that was on Jesus is now credited, attributed to you. And that is amazing. That is the gospel. That is the power of the cross. So let me close by saying this. When you internalize everything that Jesus did for you on the cross, you can't help but live differently. Sin is no longer your issue. Death no longer has any power over you. Jesus's righteousness is attributed to you. So when you open your heart to all of this, you literally start living as Jesus is in this world. You start living as Jesus on, on this planet, and that's how we are supposed to live. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice now. Say this over your life. Say, say Father, I thank you for your overwhelming goodness, kindness, mercy, and grace towards me. You gave a lot to Moses, written by your own hand on tablets of stone. This law was perfect and holy. Humans throughout the ages have attempted to comply with it. However, Father, as you know, we are human and flawed. You are divine and flawless. No human could ever fully comply with your law. Every human except for one has broken it. And because we broke your law, we are guilty. We deserve punishment. The reality of the impending punishment has led many to live their lives under the bondage of fear and death. However, there was one perfect human. His name is Jesus. Jesus never sinned. He did not deserve death. But he willingly accepted my punishment in my place. 
Jesus paid my debt and he paid it in full. I am in Christ and Christ is in me. I have been born again. I am dead to sin, dead to self, and dead to Satan. I am free to find, follow, and finish my purpose. And I declare that I will. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're, if you're not getting these messages in email format and you want my notes, why not sign up? Go to todaysword.org. There's a subscribe button. Subscribe and get the messages. You're going to get my notes in your email inbox every day for free. What a bargain, right? That's the deal. Sign up, get the email uh, messages. That way you can forward the emails to your friends, forward the emails to your family. Let's get the word out there. Let's let everyone everywhere know about Jesus. When you think about everything that Jesus did for you on the cross and you fully internalize that, you are free from sin. You are free from death. You can now live as Jesus is in this world. I love you and God loves you. And before you leave the screen, do me a favor. Hit the share button. Share this message on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit the like button or the subscribe button as well. So it's youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. So I love you. Jesus loves you. Have, have an amazing day. God bless you.